Welcome to A Path to Redemption of the Podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. Look, I hope that you've had a great week. I hope that you've had time to spend with the Lord in prayer and also in His Word and really getting as close to the Lord as possibly can. I know I say that every single week, and I mean it every single week. It is not the time that we should draw back and away from the Lord, but it is the time that we should get as close to God as we possibly can through His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I cannot stress that enough. It's just so important that we do that, particularly as the times continue to get darker. You know, it's going to be even more important for us that are believers to follow in his steps and to follow his wisdom because we're going to have to, and it's going to be a matter of life and death at some point. Um, So this week, we're going to talk about entering the kingdom of heaven. Um, Last week, we kind of talked about the kingdom of heaven is here. It's at hand and kind of talked about what's going to be happening here over the next several, several years as the, as the true kingdom message kind of gets out. And then we, the week before that, we kind of talked about what is the kingdom, what who's the door to the kingdom, which is Christ. The keys to the kingdom are our faith in Christ and the fact that he is the son of God and that he rose again on the third day, right? But today it's it's completely different to understand what the door is and to have the key in your hand and even open the door, but it's completely different to walk through the threshold of that door, right? And that's what we're going to kind of talk about today, what it means to actually enter into the kingdom, what it takes to enter into the kingdom of heaven, and how we can do that actually now while we're here on this earth. So, but until we get to that point, just a reminder, all of our scripture comes from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you need a copy of a New King James Version Bible, feel free to drop me a note at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com. And again, lastly, don't just take my word for it. Just make sure that you're studying to show yourself approved unto God and that you're putting in the work, right? I cannot stress that enough either. Look, I practice everything I preach and everything that I teach. I truly, truly believe, but I want you to make sure and check me. And if you have any questions, feel free to drop me a note at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com. Amen. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and let's dive into our scripture for today. And we're going to start in Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to be starting at verse 21. So again, we know from the first podcast of this season that Christ is the way, Christ is the door, right? And that we enter into the kingdom of heaven through Christ, right? And we know that. We also know that the keys to the door are that we put into the lock and that we open up is our faith and the belief that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died and rose again for us, right? But when the door is open, okay, we all have to take a step into that door, right? There has to be a movement. I think about this in terms of like a wedding and a marriage, you know what the traditional kind of marriage looks like when you come back to the room after if you're finally married and the, the husband grabs a wife and picks her up and carries her over the threshold, right? And, you know, that that is kind of the beginning there, if you will. You're away from everyone else and, you know, you have your, your first night with your wife. So that's kind of very similar to what it is into entering into the kingdom, right? There's an intimacy there where you have to actually take a step and enter into that threshold with Jesus Christ, right? And that's what we're going to kind of talk about here. And in Matthew chapter 7, it's a, in starting at verse 21, the scripture says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a 
wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So you see here that there are a lot of things kind of going on in this little section of scripture. So Jesus starts talking in in verse 21. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Right now, I want you to think about that because the rest of this, he's kind of talking about in the rest of Matthew chapter seven, he's talking about, you know, enter through the narrow gate, you know, beware of the false prophets because you're going to know them um, by their fruits. He talks about seeking him and how you shouldn't judge people, right? And all of that piece. So, but Jesus here towards the end of this goes and says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I want you to understand something right here. There are preachers, there are pastors, there are evangelists. You know, there's a whole host of different types of people that are currently in hell that Jesus Christ had to say when they died, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Right. Why does he say that? Because ultimately they did it not because of the will of God, not because it's what God wanted, but rather it's because of what they wanted. Right. That's what that truly means to be a worker of iniquity is to do your own thing, to do what you want in your own flesh, not necessarily what the word of God wants, not necessarily what the will of God wants. Right. Because there are plenty of preachers out there that have mega churches right now that have not done any of it according to the will of the spirit or according to the leading of the spirit, but rather they've preached prosperity. They've preached this whole, this whole message about how, Hey, you know what? You name it, you can claim it. And they've built these massive churches on it and they get all this money, right? But not one single bit of it has a spirit. Not one single bit of it has a spirit of truth in it. And on top of that, to make it even worse, you know, they pretend to prophesy and do all these other things. Right. And then what happens is that when they come up to those gates, what's going to happen is God's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Why? Because he never knew. And why is that so important? And God, Christ talks about it here when in verse, in verse 24, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and whoever hears all the teaching that Christ did here, then he will liken him and does them, right? That's the differentiator here is that you must do the will of God, right? Not everyone who says to him, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom, but only those who do the will of God and understand what that will is, right? Now, he says to here, he calls these people workers of iniquity. Again, that's self, that's all that aspect, all of those things. And we've covered that before. But I want you to focus here on something else, is that they said, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons and done many wonders in your name. I want you to think about that for a second. These people were prophets. These people were were casting out demons. These people were doing a ton of many 
numb many uh, wonders in the name of God. And God still said, depart from me. Why? Because it's not about the works. The works don't matter if it's not to the will of God. Because what's going to happen is that when the trials come, when the tribulation comes, when the fire comes, it's all going to crumble down, as it says here in verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell. And great was its fall. It's for that reason that we have started to see so many mega preachers, so many huge personalities in, in the in the church realm begin to fall. Why? Because they have not done the will of God. They've done the will of their own flesh, the will of their own iniquity, the will of the things that they want to further themselves, to further their pride, to further their name, to further everything but the kingdom of God, right? And if you think about this right now, that's why those falls are so great in the eyes of so many. They have been lifted themselves up. They have become workers of iniquity. Yet nevertheless, God continued to allow people to come to the knowledge of Christ through them. Why? Because the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans 11, starting at verse 25, says this, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob, for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. This is Paul, a Jew's Jew, talking about the Jewish people, saying, concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Now, the same thing with these people. At some point, they had to pay for those gifts. At some point, they loved the Lord. At some point, they really wanted to go and do the things that the Lord would have for them. But at some point, it all changed, and it became self and flesh and all of that, and they became to have they changed into a worker of iniquity, but the gifts and callings were still there. Why? Because the gifts and callings are without repentance. They are irrevocable, right? So understanding all of that, that's why you go back and see in Matthew 7 that even though these people cast out demons and they prophesied and did all these wonders that, you know what? That's why they were still a worker of iniquity, because the gifts and calling are not are, are, are without repentance. But rather, what is more important? What is the will of the Father? To do the will of the Father is to feed the hungry, to put your arm around those people that are hurting, you know, in order to continue and to focus on the people, right, and not your own flesh and not your own self. Because frankly, if you are truly dead to the cross of Jesus Christ, then your focus will no longer be on yourself, but it will be on your brethren. And it'll be on the people that God sends to you to minister to, right? See, this is the problem that happened with Balaam. If you go back to the book of Numbers, when he was paid to prophesy negative things to the, the children against the children of Israel. But what ended up happening is he could only prophesy good things because that's what the Spirit of the Lord had for the children of Israel at that point in time. But Balaam's heart was as far away from God as it could ever be because he was willing to take payment to prophesy. And, and that right there is called 
merchandising the gospel. And that is exactly what is happening today when people ask for payment for all of that. I truly believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ and the teaching of Christ should be free. Now, don't get me wrong. God will move on people's hearts as men preach and as men teach. God will move on people's hearts to give to the ministries so that their work can be done. I know that there's there's expenses. I know there's all that type of stuff, right? But I also understand that we should freely give the same way that we have been freely given to us. The salvation and all of that has been given to us. The teaching of the Holy Spirit has been given to us by, by paid for by Christ, right? We should in turn give that teaching for free. That is why everything on my website, I don't charge for any of it. That's why I posted a book up on my website. That's why my second book's going to be available for free because I don't believe in taking anything of it. Now, if someone is moved to give, that's a completely different thing, but I will never charge anyone to grow in Christ or to for anything like that because I truly believe that since I have been freely given, I need to freely give to others. Amen. So look, going back to this, that's all part about being a doer of the word, right? If you want to enter into the kingdom, if you want to cross over that threshold, look, you have got to go and enter into him by doing the will of God, by exercising what that will is, right? But he, in verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Going to Revelation chapter 3, starting at verse 10, verse 14, this is what the Jesus said to the church of Laodicea. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm I could, I, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him whom overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, there's a lot there. Now, without going too much into detail about the the, the prophecy of the churches, we are currently in the time of the Laodicean church. That is the current church age. Why? Because the church is neither hot nor cold. We think we can go to church every once in a while, not pray, not read our Bible, not do the work, be ignorant of the things that are in the Bible, be ignorant of the will of God, and everything's going to be okay. And it's not the way that it is. Because why? We have become rich, we have become wealthy, and we have need of nothing. But we don't know that we're wretched, miserable, poor, and blind, and naked. And that the, we have to buy gold refined in the fire meaning that the Lord has to refine us in that fire, right? But I want you to go ahead and look back here in verse 20, where he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. The church of Laodicea does not realize that Jesus is not in the building. 
Why? Because he is standing outside the door knocking, being asked to be let back in. But yet here we are. We want to think that we're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, that we're going to see the kingdom of heaven come to this earth, that we're going to be the ones to usher it in. And yet Jesus Christ is outside the building of our own heart. We have got to get that right. That's why he says that we must repent and understand and give all of ourselves to him. Get that that refiner's gold and get those white garments that we may be clothed in nakedness and get the eye salve that our our eyes may be open. Why? Because if we don't, we're going to miss the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus Christ is going to be on the outside of our house knocking, asking to be let in. We have got to be doers of his word. Amen. James, starting at verse one, or chapter one, starting at verse 21 says this, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. That follows exactly what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24 through 27, where he says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. But whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them not, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Amen. Whoever does the work, whoever does the will of God, rather than just being a hearer and sitting on the on their backside and allowing things to just pass by them, those are the people that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Do not become a person that says, I'm going to go do my own thing, and then I'm going to lay relay God on top of it. Because you know what you've done? You've just built an idol. Because you've done things of your own hands. You've carved it out of wood. You've carved it out of stone, and then you overlay gold on top of it as a way to overlay God on top of what your mess is. See, you have got to understand that anything that takes the place of God in your life is now an idol. I don't care what it is, right? It can be your career. It can be your family. It can be anything. But if it takes the place of God in your life, and it takes the place of the relationship of Christ in your life, it is an idol, and it has to be cast down. And guess what? God will cast it down for you if you don't. And then why? Because he says, going back again to to the book of Revelation, he says in, in verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. If we are to enter into that threshold, we must be zealous and repent and leave our idols, cast them down and walk across that threshold and say, you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm going to be rich. doesn't matter if I'm going to be poor. doesn't matter what's going to happen in my life, but rather what's most important is that I follow the will of my father and that I do the will of God that I may enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. But we have to understand that we must endure to the end, right? Why? Because the scripture here, going back to Matthew chapter 7, says that the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on a rock. Amen. Matthew chapter 10, starting at verse 16, says this, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But 
But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speaks, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Now brother will deliver up brother to death and father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures unto the end will be saved. Amen. So what is the winds? What is the flood? It is exactly what Jesus is talking about here in Matthew chapter 10. Why they're going to deliver you up into councils. They're going to deliver you up into this. Brother's going to be up against brother. Father against his child. Children, children against parents. And here's the thing is that if you look in verse 17, it says, but beware of men for they will deliver you up to their councils. Yeah, we know that the world hates us. We know that the world's supposed to hate us. That's fine. But look at this next part and scourge you in their synagogues. That's the church. There are people inside the church that are far away from Jesus Christ that want nothing to do with him and that fall into that verse 21 where it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into that kingdom. They're the ones that prophesy in his name, cast out demons in his name, but show no love to the people, no love to their neighbor, doesn't want to get involved with their neighbor, wants to keep them all at arm's length. That's the people who they are, right? But we have to understand that this, that it is the world and even this part of the church. I'm going to call it the harlot church that is out there and that is ready to to pounce on the true church and on the true believers, right? So we see here in Matthew chapter 7, and we see here in Matthew chapter 10, that there is a true church that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because it will do the will of the Father which is in heaven. And there is a false church full of false prophets and false people that will be the first ones there to throw a stone right in your forehead to knock you down. Why? Because they cannot stand the truth. They are not of the truth. There is no love in them, and you will know them by the fruits that they have, but you have got to understand that it doesn't matter that that our Christ has us, and that if we continue to do his will, that means everything will be just fine for us. Why? Because it doesn't matter if we're rich, doesn't matter if we're poor, doesn't matter if we're sick or if we're healthy, doesn't matter if we're hurt or not. What matters is the will of God. This is the cost and the price to enter into the kingdom of heaven to do the will of God no matter what, right? He is sending us all out as sheep into this world, right? He's sending us all out and out in the midst among wolves to be eaten and to go in. And, and it's no different than what he was. He was a lamb led to the slaughter as he went to the cross, right? But here's what Paul says in Ephesians chapter five, starting at verse 15. He says, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Amen. Look, if you want to get into the kingdom of heaven and you want to see the kingdom of heaven here on this earth, right, then there's only one way to walk into that threshold. And that way is to do the will of the Father. 
Do the will of the Father. How do we know? The Lord will tell you his will. It's not a great guessing game. You will know. Go back and and listen to the other podcast episodes about being led by the Spirit, about how to be led by him, about how to understand what the will of God is, about how to understand what your calling and what your work is and what your purpose is on this earth, right? Go back and listen to those teachings because they're pivotal, right? And then we're coming to a point where we have to enter into the kingdom so that we can begin to bring the kingdom message message here that look it's we're not just preaching to to the lost sinners we're also preaching to the church right now too because there's so many people asleep in the pews then so many people that just don't want to do what God wants them to do but we have got to teach them to yield to themselves and that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and that it is time for us all to enter into that kingdom and to do the will of the father right because there is going to be a remnant of a church that is going to do his will no matter what and that's going to want to do his will no matter what. And that's who we need to become. And that's who we need to be because we are going to be mature in Christ. Christ is not coming for a bride that still has a bottle in its mouth and still is on the milk. He's coming for a mature bride, right? He's coming for one without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish that is mature and grown up. But we have to do the will of God. As he leads us, amen, if we're not willing to do that, then we are not worthy of the kingdom of heaven because then we have just become a hearer of the word and are no longer a doer of the word. We have then built our house on the sand and then when the when they come to scourge us and when they come to do all manner of evil against us, then guess what happens? Our house crumbles and we see our foundation crumble, right? And we don't see that we are on a, we should be planted on a firm foundation of Jesus Christ as the rock of who he is. Amen. Hallelujah. Understand this, people, because I cannot help you enough in this in this thing. Be a doer of the will of God. Be a doer of the things of Christ. Love your neighbor. Get involved with people. Look, you're going to get hurt. They're going to do you wrong, but that's our job. It's our job to get involved. If we love the church and we love the people, it's our job. It doesn't matter if you're behind the pulpit or not, or even if you just sit in a pew, or if you just shake people's hand when they come into the door. It's your job to get involved. If they hurt, you hurt. If they're crying, you're crying. If they need a hug, you hug them. If they need food, you feed them. If they just need to sit on the phone and talk, you sit on the phone and talk. That's what it is, right? And here's the other thing I'm going to tell you is that it's not just enough for us to put ourselves out there, but it's important for us, if you are in that position where you need that, to allow people to help you. There have been numerous times where I knew that the Lord wanted me to help people, and you know what happened? They rejected it, and they said, no, I don't need you. I can't force myself upon anyone. I was willing to cry with them. I was willing to go the mile with them. I was willing to go the second mile with them. There was one person I even put myself completely out there to. And I said, if you need anything, you have my number, just call me. I am there for you. Never once did they, that person even call. I even tried to call to check in. Nothing, right? It's okay. If they reject you, then that's okay. It's no different. Wipe your sand, sand off your sandals and move on and just walk forward, right? There will be others that God will put in your path that you need to help. But put yourself out there and allow people to help you. And if they don't want to help you, move on, and God will lead you to someone else. Amen. So look, I hope you got something out of this, right? I hope you enjoyed 
this particular one because I'm telling you, it's important that we cross over that threshold. The way things have been done for the past hundred years is not work. You're not going to work anymore. Times have changed. Everything has changed, right? The way that the spirit is moving, we're coming up at the end of this age. We have got to make sure that we are entered into the kingdom of heaven because guess what? The moment we're doing his will, there is nothing, nothing that can stop us. Nothing that can stop us. Amen. So look, I hope you got something out of it. This week's song of the week is Lift Up Your Face by Third Day on their 2010 album Move. Great song, right? And it's it's just about lift up your face. Salvation is coming. Salvation is coming. Just a great song. So again, this week's song of the week is Lift Up Your Face by Third Day on their 2010 album Move. Look, I cannot stress this enough. You've got to be a doer of the word. You've got to put in the work. I say it every single week, and I can't stress it enough because if you're not putting in the work and you're not building your relationship with Christ, just remember that the scripture says that if it was possible, even the very elect would be deceived at this time. So put in the work. Make sure that you're you're not just sitting in a pew and just warming a pew. The Lord will tell you what he wants you to do when it's time. And if it's not time and he just wants you to sit and study, then sit and study and grow. I cannot stress that enough, right? So look, I hope you're getting something out of this, right? We're going to continue on this theme as we continue to look at the kingdom. You know, um, if you have any questions, feel free to drop me a note at path to redemption, Ohio at gmail.com. I'm here to help. So, but if, uh, until next time, just remember the simple truth. The Father loves you. Jesus loves you. And the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless. 